With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. There is a thin divide between what is perceived as spiritual and what is perceived as paranormal. For they are forever intertwined throughout time. Traveling within the history of the world, we can find examples of spirituality that involves everything from magic, spirits, gods and goddesses, seers, or people said to be able to talk to the dead, to the great beyond. We all have our belief systems, we all have our own truths, so let us possibly bend those truths a bit with some insights and perspectives that may be different than yours, or even give validation for what you see as true. Come sit with myself and the best of the best in the research, teaching, discovery, and practitioners of the day. My name is Bear Medicine Walker, and I welcome you to Spiritually Paranormal. Katrina Weidman has been entwined in the paranormal since she was a child and the journey began. Known publicly from shows like Paranormal State to Paranormal Lockdown, she is now one of the top admired and respected researchers of the field. Today, she takes time out to join us to discuss a bit about the worlds she walks between. I am both humbled and honored to welcome her here with us today. What a treat. So welcome. Ms. Katrina, welcome to uh, Spiritually oh, Paranormal. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I I just have to tell you, I've followed your work um, since you were on Paranormal State, and uh, one of the things mm-hmm. that always uh, drew me to watching and listening to what you girls always had to say was, and it, it really built up a lot of respect, was... Um, how you did the research, um, how you mm. kind of always remember that spirit normally was once human as well. Mm-hmm. So how has that grown, like, as, you're, as you've been doing that work? I, I mean, I really admire the way you do uh, your research. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think, you know, my views and my, I guess, investigating style have certainly evolved. Since I've I've been in the field, you know, I started when um, professionally. I mean, when I was in college, um, and that was you know 12 years ago now. Um, so I mean, things have certainly evolved for me as an investigator. And I think 
as far as the research goes, you know, it's always really important to have a good foundation of, you know, what you're getting yourself into. Um, now, a lot of times I will go in kind of more blind, um, especially when I work in lockdown, because I've noticed the longer I've been in the field, the more my other senses have come into play. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you, you know, and it's funny because I meet a lot of investigators who feel the same way. They're like, you know, I was never sensitive to anything. And then, you know, five years later, here I am picking up on all this stuff that matches historically to what happened. And I, I always tell other investigators, like, you know, don't, it's always great to use that kind of energy as a, as an added tool, you know, don't take it for gospel because at the end of the day, we really don't know how the paranormal works. That's part of why we do the work we do to try to figure it out and put all the puzzle pieces together. But um, it's always great to have as an extra tool. So, there's some some locations I go heavy into research, others I kind of back off a little bit. And it's kind of, it's more to test myself than anything, um, mm-hmm. you know, and to see if I, I do pick up on things that match up historically. And, um, you know, what's great about the work I do now is, you know, obviously I work with Nick Groff, and so we, we can rely on each other to do that kind of stuff. So it's like if, if I lay off on the research a little bit, I know that he has the work to back that up, so... Well, you know, talking about, and I, I've seen your show, which Paranormal Lockdown, you know, we all love it. Uh, a lot of us love it. I know my daughter and I, we've watched some of the episodes over and over a couple times because you always miss stuff, you know, when you're watching things. And I'm a spiritual mm-hmm. medium, so I watch and, uh, you know, spirit doesn't have a... Um, timetable you know that's a human thing it's a human label uh that we kind of put things in but i commented even to her uh, a couple weeks ago when she was up visiting me was how i've watched yourself and even nick grow into that intuitive and and again i don't like putting labels on things so whether it's mediumship whatever people want to call it but i see that connection that know kind of like i watch you sometimes and even your expressions um you know it's like you can tell what's coming around the corner before it comes so do you consider yourself uh you know are you a medium do you hear do you you know uh, how do you how do you relate to that yeah well it's funny because i'm very much the same way you are where i hate the labels and a funny story is that when I started Paranormal State, you know, we all have our little um, <clears throat> labels, you know, Sergi is the tech specialist, others the documentarian. Yep. Um, originally, they were going to label me the psychic. And I, like, mm-hmm. freaked out about it. I was like, there's no way you're labeling me that. <laughs> like, you know, because when I first started meeting, when I first joined the club, because it started out as a club in Paranormal, uh, for Paranormal State, and um I always had these experiences where I would have dreams that would come true or uh, I would just have these knowing feelings about people or situations. And I always describe them because they're so hard to describe. And anybody else who has had them knows that like trying to describe them to somebody who hasn't, it's like, I mean, how do you even put that into words? But the best way I can describe it is it's like a history fact. So if I asked you who was the first president of the United States, you would, I mean, you wouldn't have to think about it. You just say George Washington. So it's like Mm -hmm. that kind of knowing, you know, and um, so I've always had that. And I remember when I started Paranormal State, I was explaining it to them. And then, you know, obviously the show started and I was explaining it to the producers. And so they were like, oh, she's a psychic. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it actually caused a big problem from what, from what I understand because they had, they had already made the intro credits, and I wasn't aware that they were labeling me as this. And I, um, I was like, no, you cannot label me as that. Um, because to me, I mean, and it's fine if other people want to label themselves as that, but for me personally, I, I think it's, it doesn't, I don't know if it accurately describes what goes on. I'm still trying to figure out what goes on for myself let alone in the paranormal yeah. community, you know? Um, yeah, and yeah. so for me, you know, it's not something that I can turn on whenever I want. It just, it happens when it happens and it happens mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. So, you know, I do have the dreams that come true and sometimes they're um, more of a metaphor that I have to kind of piece together. Other times they're very straightforward and play out exactly how they play out in life. Um, other times I have like the knowing feelings, um, and other times, especially when I'm working on investigations, um, I get a lot of physical sensations. Uh, so a lot of times I can walk into a place and I'll feel how somebody died or um, yeah. I, I just That's know hard. an event That's happened hard. there. Or, yeah. yeah, or, you know, recently I was on a location where, like, every single room we went into, I was able to kind of see in my mind's eye what people were experiencing, you know, or I can feel mm-hmm. who's there, or what is there, um, you know, so things like that. And I have had mediumship come through uh, on one case. And it, I was working on mm-hmm. paranormal state at the time, and I was actually with Chip Coffee. And um, we were working on a case. Great guy. That involved a woman who, who oh, yeah, love Chip. We call him Monkey Chip. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I was working on a case uh, where there was a woman who committed suicide. And, you know, just as kind of an experiment, Chip was like, well, come into the room with me and hold some some of her personal and see whatever you get. And, um, you know, I was just kind of there and I didn't really believe anything would happen. And then all of a sudden I started hearing, it was my voice in my head, but I had no control over it. And it started, yeah. I started hearing these words in my head. And, you know, unbeknown to me at the time, they actually matched up with things in this woman's life. And I started feeling physical sensations of how she died. Um so I, it's so hard for me to put a label on all of that, but I believe personally doing this for 12 years that everybody has this ability. I think we've just yep. been, I mean, humans are remarkable at blocking out things that they don't want to deal with. You know, we see that in so <laughs> many different ways from, you know, childhood trauma to, I, I yeah. believe, you know, these extra senses that we have that we don't use all the time. And I, the best way I can describe it to people is I, I think we're pretty much like an antenna. And there's all this information mm-hmm. kind of floating around, and some people mm-hmm. just are able to absorb it and pick it up. And I think with practice, people who don't naturally have that gift can do it. Um, it just takes, like anything, it takes practice, and you have to be very willing to open yourself up. And it's hard for some people because we're so taught to live in what we see, what we feel kind of world. Right, right. And, you know, modern well, my, science I, hasn't really... Uh huh. Well, no, I was just going to say my my feeling is like you were saying. I think everybody has the ability. I think we're born with the ability, but I think society yeah. and culture make it kind of taboo. Although it's not as taboo as it used to be, probably even when you were a kid to when I was a kid, because I was a kid in the sixties. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm a little older than right. you. Right, and it's. Um, it, it's just that thing, and and you have to open yourself to it, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, I very much believe that. And I think, you know, and I agree with you. I think we're, another way I explain it to people is I think, you know, um, 
for example, my fiance has very bad eyesight, so he needs glasses. I have 20-20 vision, so I don't. And I think it's kind of the same thing. Like some people are just born with maybe, you know, a little extra, uh, like a heightened sense to the other things in our universe. Yeah. Do you think it's like a um, paranormal dimensions? Do you think there's multiple dimensions running? I mean, this is like, you know, one of those questions that, yeah. you know, they've asked, uh, even Stephen Hawkins was asked about the black hole and the dimensions mm-hmm. and all that. You know, I, I kind of wonder because there's so much out there and I, I kind of laugh and I, I have to think that you guys kind of chuckle at it too when people say, well, there's no scientific evidence. And here you guys are yeah. out there and you're pulling all this stuff in. I mean, what is it if it's not scientific evidence? Right. So I think, and, you know, again, from doing this for so long, and I, I've been in a unique situation because of the shows where I've met so many different people <laughs> um, and have heard about their beliefs and why they believe A, B, and C and why they don't believe A, B, and C. And one of the conclusions I've come up with so far is that it's so tied to people's religious views. So the paranormal, and, and, you know, people also have a misunderstanding about what the paranormal is. So when people hear the word paranormal, they automatically think ghosts. And it doesn't just mean ghosts. I mean, literally, the paranormal means anything science cannot define. So, you know, it's this whole genre of things that do happen that we have no explanation for. So, and, you know, a lot of it is fringe science, obviously fringe science, because it's not, it's not um, 100% proven. But um, mm-hmm. I, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, even if we took, let's just take 75% of the experiences that people have and explain it away as, you know, physiological, psychological, neurological, it's, it's you know, something in the environment, it's misidentification by eyewitnesses, whatever. You still have 25% of people actually experiencing something. And even if it's less than that, let's say it's like only 5% of these experiences are, are actually something happening, it's still 5% of something actually happening. You know, and even, yeah. let's yeah. say, you know, for the sake of argument, that it, well, that's still something happening. So I'm always really surprised when people are so, and we do it all the time, and I think we've been conditioned to to think that way because, I mean, look at how media has treated the paranormal, you know, with, and I, I mean, oh my gosh, horror movies and paranormal movies are my favorite, but if you watch them, yeah. a lot of times, it's, you know, those people who believe in that stuff are looked at as the crazy person. If you've ever yeah, watched a movie yeah, that had absolutely. a psychic in it, scripted, yep. right, they're always like the they're crazy the first, person. They're the first and ones, so I think, they were the first ones backed off, right, in the movies. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think people are just very conditioned to think that it's not real and we're also told when we're children it's not real you know don't believe in it because it's scary and but if you like you were saying when you you talk to other scientists there's a whole list of scientists that believe that there's things that happen in this world that we can't see and i mean we already know that we can't see radio waves with our own eyes you know right there are things in this world that happen and i'm a big believer that i am a big believer in listen we don't have everything figured out because if we did, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't need scientists, would we? <laughs> like, you know, we're just always, always the teacher, always day. the student. Yeah, you're always the teacher, yeah. always the student. It has to be uh, that way because that's how you get the balance. Well, you know, with all that said, uh, you know, and and you know, you had mentioned that a lot of it people think it's like faith based, whether they believe in it or not. You know, what about protection? Yeah. You know. 
people we got i got into a discussion with some people um recently and we had someone in the particular group that was speaking about it and they said oh protection that's all in your head you know you don't hit that's a religious and it's like no not really so at least my yeah okay and everybody has their own opinion of it so what what is your opinion of protection and what kind of protection do you recommend well, that's, that's the funny part. So I said <laughs> earlier that I think people's beliefs on ghosts especially are tied to their religious views. So a lot of people that I have met that don't believe in ghosts, they always go back to the religion that they were brought up in, which taught them that there is no such thing as ghosts. And I always tell people, well, you kind of have to expand your – you literally, in the paranormal, you have to break down everything you think you know and get back to what people in the field are doing and what they've discovered so far. And there are patterns in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that said, and it kind of sounds counterintuitive, I guess, um, because I'm telling you, you know, for, forget what you were <laughs> taught in your religion, because we might not be dealing with that. And that's the only reason I said that. I'm not knocking on anyone's religion. I'm just saying we might not be dealing with what these scriptures tell us we're dealing with. So we have to yeah, be open yeah. to that. Um, at the same time, though, and this is kind of backed up by science because we look at things like meditation and we, I mean, meditation is the same, is pretty much a form of prayer. Um, you know, it's putting yourself in that space, emitting energy and a lot of energy workers will, will tell you it's, it's all about the energy that you're putting out. And we know that there is some factual basis for that. Um, so to me, protection is the same way as a meditation or a prayer. Um, And I always tell people, especially when I work with clients, you know, go with your faith because that's what's going to, you're going to have the most belief in that. So you're going to have the biggest potential to concentrate on that and to kind of get yourself in that head space that you need to kind of like that trance space where you need to be to emit Mm -hmm. an energy. I mean, we know energy is real and I know it's, it's hard for people kind of to wrap their heads around it because again, we've been very conditioned not to believe in that stuff. Um, but it's all energy. Everything is energy. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer with protection. Go with your faith first. And if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. then explore other other things. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. That's good sound advice. And that's pretty much where we went with it. But it's like you look through history and it's kind of hard not to mm-hmm. believe in some of it uh, that it works. And, you know, he said, well, it's all psychological. And I'm like, mm, no, been there, done that with some of the things that I've come up in over the years. So um, it's kind of more than just a faith or psychological basis. Um, you know, I've right. come up twice in my life uh, with clients and I had to get hold of my elders where we had some not nice things, you know, uh, came through and they had to be dealt with. And I was glad I was protected because it kind of blasted us. So, um, okay. Yeah. Well, question here. That's my thing though. Even if it is psychological, I mean, it's yeah. still something happening, <laughs> you know, so yeah, even yeah, if it's right. working on a psychological level, it's still working. So, yeah, and scientifically, it was something that you can't prove it didn't happen, but you can't prove it did. So, right. it, yeah, I get right. that a lot. Okay, one of the really absolutely cool things that you guys are doing to actually prove all this stuff is uh, you're using a lot of really awesome equipment right now. And some of this equipment mm-hmm. was like, oh, my gosh, I just about dropped on the floor 
seeing the geo box, the geo spirit box. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what what is your thought on that? I mean, they're like, I just, it's like, to me, that's almost better than get, catching an EVP on a tape recorder. I mean, I, I was blown away by that thing. Yeah, um, Geoport, so right now we use the Geoport, which is like a variation of Geobox, um, and I, you know, I was kind of skeptical at first, and not, just because you have you have to keep a skeptical hat on whenever you're using equipment. Well, to make, your because name I want to be, <laughs> right, yeah, and that's the thing, that's the thing, but, I, you know, I say this because I think as investigators, we always want to make sure that if we're going to label something as unexplainable, we really want to make sure it's unexplainable. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of, you know, yeah. you, you want to make, I mean, you're putting your name on something. You want to make sure you're, you're being accurate about it. And I was really skeptical at first, but then we had some really weird stuff happen with it. Um, full names coming through. Like, I mean, it has called my name out a few times. Um, Nick always hears it before I do. I never hear my name at first. And then when we go back, and listen to it. I'm like, well, you know, oh my gosh. But there have yeah. been a couple of times where I've heard my name, like right off off the bat, and I'm like, holy crap, you know, that just said my name, and my name's not common. It's not easy to say. It's three syllables, you know. So it's it's there are some really weird things that happen. And I'll tell you something. And this is actually something I learned from. Um, I mean, God rest her soul, uh, Mark and Debbie Constantino. I've worked with them a few times, and I asked Debbie one time, I said, how do you get these EVPs? Because they had the most amazing EVPs. And I've Mm -hmm. sat with them in dark rooms and haunted places before, watched them do it. They're not using any trickery. You know, they just ended up with amazing EVPs. And one of the things Debbie told me was, she's like, I never switch recorders. She's like, I always use the same recorder. And she's like, I think. She's like, that has something to do with like you're charging it with some kind of energy. And um, what I've noticed about the Geoport is it seems to be doing the same thing. So the longer we use it, the more places we take it, it's getting more accurate, it's getting more vocal. Um, Just recently, and I can't say what it said, but just recently we had, I mean, it sounded like you were on the other end of a telephone with somebody. I mean, that's how clear Mm -hmm. it was. And it said a phrase that... um, just I mean it made me want to cry it said a full sentence and it was it was just one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard come through through that and you know George Brown is the maker George Brown is an engineer so um it's really fascinating to get um you know his take since he is an engineer and kind of you know putting Mm -hmm. everything together to see how this other side communicates really so I, I just am blown away by them, and, you know, I have to, like, the one that I think really gave me goosebumps, there was actually two of your shows with, with Nick, with Paranormal Lockdown, was uh, the one down in New Orleans at that murder house. It oh, was yeah. just eerie mm-hmm. listening to that kind of stuff. And then the Monroe house, um, yeah. where, oh, gosh, that had to freak you guys out a bit, where, you know, and I kept saying to my daughter as I was watching it, I says, you know what? I says, I swear to God, I keep, and this was before it had come out, I was like, they're going to come out, and it's going to come out on that box. You're going to hear this chick, and she's dead, and she's buried under the house, you know? And we're like, oh, my gosh, that happened. And I just, the hair up went up on my, everything, you know? And it was yeah. like, that was just creepier than creepy. I mean, just. Yeah. 
It was like they're talking. It's like in another dimension, and they're talking to each other. So it's like, um, yeah. well, where do you do you think all this new tech? Do you think it's it's going to get to the point where uh, you know down the road, maybe you know not obviously not in the next five or six or ten even ten years, but do you think down the road they're going to finally find a piece that's going to scientifically prove beyond a shadow of a doubt? Um, I think, well, that's the thing, like, you know, to to be scientifically proven, there are certain steps that would have to be taken. So it has to be something that can be repeatable, that can be, like, you know, repeated in a controlled environment, that kind of thing. Um, so I think, though, we already have a lot of pieces in the community that are completely unexplainable. And I think back up the fact that there is something going on. It's just getting it to a point where we can, you know, repeat it. Um, because that, that doesn't yeah. always happen. And as any investigator knows, it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes yeah. you go in yeah. and you can communicate with things and you get answers. Other times you go in and it's like, Jesus, I'd rather be doing laundry than this. You know, it's like <laughs> nothing is happening and it's so boring. Um, you know, but it's so, it's it's hard. But I think, I think, you know, we're getting to a point, especially with technology and I'm sure you get this question all the time. I get it every single time I go out and lecture. And I don't blame people for asking it. It's a very good question. And the question is, you know, if ghosts are real, why can't we see them on film? Why haven't you captured anything on camera? Why haven't you captured this? And it's it's a great question because we're thinking, well, if a camera can capture the things I see in this world, and if somebody saw a ghost, why can't it capture a ghost? And it's funny because I think we're thinking too limited we're thinking too much with what our eyes do. When we well, don't we're realize thinking too maybe. much like humans, right? Too much like right. humans. Because you guys have caught a lot of stuff. Even that, that map yeah. that you guys roll out with the lights, where, it, you know, the lights light yeah. up, like when energy passes over it. People, you know, have to yeah. understand that ghosts, or what I call them as spirit, um, is like not like human form so it's a different kind of energy so and they're just not catching that they're just not right and again i think that goes back to what we've been conditioned to believe a ghost is you know and i'm listen i'm totally like i i'm kind of a believer that if you believe in one thing in the paranormal you have to be kind of open to all of it because we really don't know what is going on we have thoughts and theories and that's based on you know people's experiences and case studies and all that good stuff um, but, you know, until we have kind of like the little flag that, you know, oh, this is, you know, we can put it in and say this is what it is. This is how it works. You know, then we kind of have to be open to yeah. everything, I think, you know. Yeah. Um, but well, I think we are. I think the problem is yeah. other people, right? I think we are. I think that's the whole problem yeah. is a lot of people aren't. And I think that leads to, like, you know, why people look at the paranormal as kind of like, Wow, really? You do the paranormal? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're doing a show? Yeah. Or, you know, it's, not, it's taken as seriously sometimes as I think it really should be. Just my thought. Right. And again, I think that comes down to we've been conditioned to think it's, it's you know, hogwash. And because if you think about it, too, I it's funny because anything else that would have, I think, you know, because if you look at it, this stuff has been happening for hundreds of years all over the world. I mean, it's not yep. just, it's not crazy people that are having these experiences. It's, you know, very, you know, prominent people in society throughout hundreds of years having these experiences. And I think any other experience like that, a scientific community would be like, oh, 
okay, something's happening. Let's take a look at this. But for some reason with ghosts, and again, my belief is that it's because it's so ingrained in religion that people have been taught, you know, not to believe in it. Or if you do believe in it, then it's, it's evil, you know, um, so I think a lot of people just they automatically have a prejudice against it as it's not real. And if it does exist, it's not something I want to be involved in. And yeah, I, that's why yeah. I tell people like at all my lectures, I'm like, you like just strip away everything you think, you know, and just look at the fact that this has been happening for a very long time to people all over the world. Very smart people, people with prominent positions in society. Something's happening. And I go back to again, yeah, I go back yeah. to even if it's psychological Still, doesn't that deserve an explanation? Doesn't that deserve people exploring what that is and why that happens? Um, I think absolutely you know, it does. So, I mean, there's just no yeah. question about it. It does. And and I think that, um, you know, I think it's coming. I think we're close to it. I think we're close to a lot more people um, being able to accept it and what have you. Um, it, it, it's like, I don't know, it's like, you go to psychology, you know, psychology is a, is a big field. It's a study of mind. And I worked at children's hospital for a long time with the kids and I saw a lot of stuff. And, uh, one of the things that, um, I worked with a neurologist who did brain surgery. And the biggest thing mm-hmm. was, you know, half of our brain, our human brain isn't being used. And they used to learn how to right. remap that brain. And I think that that's a big part of, um, what a lot of us have, like you said, and we were talking about earlier, is where part of it, when we're born, we all have these abilities, but we don't use them all. I'm going to take a minute yeah. here, and I'm going to bring uh, my daughter Taylor on, um, because with us talking about this and talking about the kids and stuff, I think she's got a question for you, okay? So, Katrina, okay, this is my daughter, Taylor. Taylor, Katrina. Hey, Taylor. Hey, how are you? Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm just getting off work for the day, so um, I don't oh, know. I just I've so caught happy, the last few minutes of now. your <laughs> yeah, um, but I I caught the last few minutes what you guys are saying, and like I'm actually I don't know. I went to school for social psych, and um, I think that what you guys are saying is like really I don't know intriguing to me because I feel like there are a lot of instances of kids experiencing things or seeing things mm-hmm. and people writing them off as, you know, oh, it's just a kid. They're just imagining it. It's not real. It's not, you know. And I think as we grow up, we're kind of socialized into, you know, rationalizing all that away and, like, shutting ourselves yeah. off to that. And I just yeah, think I agree. Well, you know, one of the other things, Taylor, um, you know, and, and she might not want to admit this, but she has had, oh, she dropped off. All right, well, um her phone must have died. One of the things that she didn't admit to you was she has abilities too. So as a kid, um, Mm -hmm. she was lucky enough to grow up with me because I had had the gift since I can remember as well. So there was a lot of things Mm -hmm. that were, uh, uh, you know, she experienced as a kid. She saw spirit. She saw my dad. She never met my dad. She was born the same year my dad uh, passed away. He passed away when I was three and a half months pregnant. And when she was three, three years old, four years old, and she was in my car, she was talking. And I was like, who are you talking to? She says, Papa, Grandpa, he's right there. Can't you see him? You know, and I'm like, okay. Uh, No, I couldn't at that time, but she could. And she never met him. And she gave me a message from him that 
she wouldn't have known. She was only three and a half. You know, it's like, seriously? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I just, yeah. Um, You know, especially when I worked with Paranormal State, because that is a client-based, you know, um, organization. And and so I worked with a lot of children. And it's funny because Taylor brought up a great point that, you know, we're we're always telling children not to leave people write children off. You know, and it's not like we do it to be mean. We do it to protect them because they're scared. But, you know, you also have to wonder about the psychological effect on that because we know kids, when they're little, that's where a lot of things develop. So, um, for example, I was just talking about this with somebody the other day. Um, can't remember the exact word, but it's like hostile, super ego, I think. And that's where um, people develop their critical inner voice. And it comes mm-hmm. when you're just learning, you know, verbiage. So around two or three, mm-hmm. and it happens as easy as a parent going, what's wrong with you? Why did you do that? And we develop this right. critical voice. And so you got to right. wonder what else, like when we're talking about the paranormal and a kid comes to you and says, you know, mommy, daddy, I just saw so-and-so in a closet, uh, whatever it is, you know, and you tell them it's not real, you, you they are learning, oh, okay, I can't trust myself. I can't, this isn't real. Mom and dad say, say it's not real. They're the people I trust most, you know. So is it blocking then? You're kind of turning that part of yourself off, and I, I, I believe it does. And, again, I don't think any parent does that to be mean. It's just you know, you're protecting your child. Um, but we know that, again, humans are really, really good at blocking things that they don't want to deal with out. I mean, we're experts at it, you know. And yeah, the yeah. paranormal is, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this, where it can be a little bit of a nuisance sometimes in your life. Um, and <laughs> no, again, people, really? people block that stuff like, out. <laughs> Yeah, no, really? Like, I'll be laying in bed, and I'll have clients that next day, and all of a sudden, I'm getting bear, bear, bear. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God, what? And I roll over, and it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, you're going to be talking to blah, blah, blah. You need to tell them blah. Seriously? Let me sleep, you know? Yeah. yeah. They pop up up when you're you're not you. When, and I know you've got a gift. I don't care what you say. I know you have a gift, and I know that <laughs> things pop up, like you said, in an opportune times, you know. Um, I've yeah. met people on the road where they've been there, and all of a sudden, you know, you see somebody next to them that may have died. And you're looking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. And, and they're telling me how they died, you know, maybe in a car accident, yeah. or maybe it was a you know, what are you supposed to say to these people? Hello, I'm not Teresa Caputo, okay? So I'm like, right. I'm not talk to right. say, hey, I'm, I'm a medium and I see dead people and I'm, you know, that's kind of hard. How do you deal with something like that? And I know that's happening. <laughs> I know it. You can't, don't lie to me. I know I'm a bear. No, it has. I just, you know, I usually don't say anything if I don't know the person. If I know the person, and it just happened, another investigator, something popped up when I was working with her. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to say this to you. And it was, you know, it was accurate, but I was able to have a conversation with her, and she already believes in this stuff, so it was kind of easy. But people I don't know, I'm I'm always like, uh, do I do it? Do I not? I don't know. Especially, like, I remember, <laughs> and I wish I had said something to her because it. this was, like, seven years ago, and I still think about it. Um, I was sitting next to this lady on a plane, and I just, again, it was that knowing feeling, something about her grandmother. And I didn't know what it was. It's just something in my head kept saying, like, say, say something about her grandmother, her grandmother. 
and I didn't. And because it was like we're on a plane for like the next three hours, and she has to sit next to me. So it's like if she has like a bad reaction, like, you know, that could turn really bad. So I I was in a space where like – you know, she couldn't get away from me if she wanted to, so I didn't want to put her in that position. Um, but, you know, there was, I did have a dream, and I think about this dream a lot, and this happened like 10 years ago, and I still remember this dream. I had a dream about a girl who had died, and um, in my dream, it was, it was uh, not exactly 100% real. It was more metaphorical, but I was able to mm-hmm. get names and um, also a county where she died. And I mm-hmm. looked it up on, like, just through a Google search, and it came up. And one of the things she said to me in the dream was, she's like, tell my mom I'm not foolish. Tell my mom I'm not foolish. And I've never reached out to her mom to say that. And I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's such, like, a weird, I mean, do you do that or do you not? It's such a, you know, if I ever met this well, woman, you know, you know and she wanted yeah. to know the answers, maybe I would. But I, I don't know if I would just, like, it's cold reach out to somebody. It's kind of one of those things. Has it happened to you, like, again and again? Like, sometimes, okay, with me anyway, okay, and, and this is just my truth, as I call it, um, I'll have spirit come, like you're saying, and they'll give you this message, and you'll you'll ponder it, right? You, you're just like what you're doing now. It's like, do I, do I reach out to her? Do I say anything about this? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then next thing you know, you haven't, or you've kind of pushed it in the proverbial closet, so to speak, in a box somewhere, and you kind of let it go. And next thing you know, that same precise dream or vision or you're hearing that voice in your head again comes back, and it keeps coming back. So if spirit wants you to give it, they keep coming back until you do. And then when you release the message, okay, they are happy, and that's what they want. They want a voice, right? Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. They want to be able to have it on their own terms. It's important for some reason to get that message across. Um, I have a, a pair of friends. Um, they're, they're adults. They're older than me. They lost their twin boys. Uh, one was 30 and one was 31. They lost them about a year apart, um, and hmm. it was devastating for them. But I can tell you, I have seen and heard these boys, as many other people have. They show up, they do things, they manipulate energy. They have been everywhere. So if they want their message to be heard, so to speak, it'll be heard, or you'll have to be asked to give that message. And they'll come back. That that, that person mm-hmm. will come back and, what I call, they will haunt you. And I kind of laugh <laughs> until you give that message. <laughs> It's just, it's what they do if it's that important to them to get that message. It's because we can see and hear them, Katrina. Think about that. You know, um, you're living in another world and it it would be like walking around in in a country where you didn't know the language. You just want somebody to hear and understand you. And that's basically what we are. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. So it's basically Yeah, again, those antennas. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, receivers. I, I, I definitely yeah. believe in receivers for the transmitters, you know, so. Um. Absolutely. Well, I know you've got to go. Um, I'm going to bring my daughter on really quick because she called back and she felt bad and she wanted oh, yeah. to apologize for that, yeah. but she made you live, Tay. Tay. Oh. But anyway, uh, we both appreciate you um, coming here with us today. Um, I so um, know your work is very appreciated by many people, and I I know you get fans, but that's not why I like watching you and and Nick and 
you know, just the work you do. And um, I just feel that there is, I look at you and there's a lot of people out there and you're real. Okay, you come across as real. Thank if you. you think it's bunk, you say it's bunk. No, I, I think and that's, that's one of the most appealing things about it is that, you know, the authenticity that you guys have when you're researching, like you're doing it for the research. Like you, you have a passion yeah. for what you do, and I think it's really evident, and I think that's great. And it's nice to see, like a, like, a strong, like, female investigator, too. Like, that's that's nice to see, too, because there's a lot of ego and, like, BS, I think, in the field sometimes, and it's it's just refreshing. Thank you so much. How does yeah, that feel and like, be, how does it feel to be the woman? How does that feel to be one oh, of the most leading women out there in the eye, the public know, eye? It, it feels great because I agree with Taylor where I don't think a lot of women have met a a good representation of ourselves in the field. You know, I think a lot of especially like a lot of the earlier paranormal shows and it's and again mm-hmm. we go back to you know kind of the scripted stuff, the horror movies, the paranormal movies, which again I I absolutely love. But if you look at how we've been represented, it's always kind of the crazy psychic or the <laughs> the woman running out of the room screaming. Yeah, or the you victim, know and yeah. right. So you know, and it's funny because it's just I I, I find that the field is more dominated by women than men. And there's, I mean, oh, as really? far as like ratio goes, there, there's more, mm-hmm. when I go out on the road and I meet people at lectures, and there are plenty of men in the field for sure, but I always find kind of the ratio of men to women, there seems to be more women than men. So it's funny to me that there hasn't been a, a good representation of women before, and I'm, I'm happy that I can be a part of it. And there's, you know, a lot of other women who are representing the field beautifully, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that we're, we're finally, you know, the women in the field are finally getting to that point where it's like yes, we can be we, lead. Yeah, we, yeah we, we can be in the forefront of an investigation or even a paranormal show and, you know, do it justice. Um, so I'm happy that that's finally I think the men, I think the men, I think the men don't necessarily want to go to a lot of events that are like um, learning events or, you know, unless they're like on the other side, like Nick would be with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think women want to learn. Women want to learn. They want to absorb any information that they can to make things better for what they're studying or what have you. So I think that makes a big difference, too. You know how it is. I also think it's it's very, you know, the paranormal a lot is about, you know, being open and getting in touch with things that you're taught not to believe, really. And I think, I'll, I mean, and it's just, it's kind of more a generalization, but from talking to a lot of men in the field, this is what I've heard, is that, you know, they're they're very much taught not to you know, open themselves up. And when they were kids, it was even more so than the females, you know, no, yeah. that men don't do that. Men are not supposed to do that. So I've met a lot of men in the field who were like, I was like a closeted paranormal person for like years. You know, I couldn't <laughs> tell anybody about it. So, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why the ratio seems a little unbalanced sometimes um, too. You know, um, I met a lot of people. And one of the good things I think has come about about the show um, is that, you know, it's exposed a lot of people to the fact that there are many different types of people that have these kinds of experiences, and it's okay, you're not alone. And I've met so many people, like, who are elderly, even. Like, my mom was actually just telling me about a friend of hers who's in his 80s who took paranormal classes out of college. And he's like, I've always wanted to do this, but I thought it was weird. And now I kind of (laughs) tell you, so, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Well, you're heading uh, this year, matter of fact, the end of this month, or no, August, I think, and then back in October again into our home state of Michigan. So uh, yes. I hope you have a very wonderful experience uh, while you are here. Thank you. Uh, and as you're, as you're traveling northbound, wave to the bear at the cave because you'll be passing uh, <laughs> through uh, the area, and uh, I think you'll find it beautiful. Have you ever been to Michigan before? I have. I actually, I love Michigan. I think Michigan is such a beautiful state. Um, I've been a couple places there and definitely the Upper Peninsula before. So this will be my second time at Michigan Paragon, which is at the end of August. Mm-hmm. Very excited to be right. there. And that's actually the only event that me and Nick Sold are doing out. together this year. So mm-hmm. Sold out. Sold out. Oh, is it sold out now? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, sold out. <laughs> yeah, oh, sold out. So that's awesome. Sold out, so. and then Little Traverse, Little Traverse Bay. I'll be there in October, mm-hmm. and um, that oh, event yeah, is sold out. But as far as I know, what's that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I said okay. there's a really really cool asylum up there. I don't know where they're doing the convention at in Traverse City, but they actually just did. They took like this old mental asylum, and then they converted just like the front area into like this business strip which is really odd but they left everything else like in the original state and stuff and i think they were talking about like incorporating that with the convention i don't know um i'm not gonna be able to make it to that one this year but it's pretty neat so if you're up there you should definitely check it out yeah oh gosh i would love to sometimes we like you know we don't have like so much time on our hands but if we do that would be amazing um but i do know that (laughs) they still have vacation tickets available for little travis bay so if anybody yeah, wants to go to Little okay. Traverse Bay, um, the investigation side, I know they have tickets for that. And then I'll be at um, Sage Paracon, which is in England, in November, and they yeah. still have tickets. You're um, actually, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're actually there with some of my friends, uh, actually there with the, the Parasearch Radio uh, group, and uh, they're going to be going there, too. They're part of that. So Carrie Greenaway oh, and uh, Sean Cadman and all them guys. So, oh, yeah, okay, they yeah. were all excited. About that too. They go, oh, Katrina's coming here. Katrina's coming. Oh. And Sean and, Sean and so Bex Reynolds. Sean and, yeah, Sean and Bex Reynolds from Ghost Dimension, which is one of the big shows over in the UK. Um, they're going to be hopefully coming here to the States, but they're over there right by where you're going to be too. So they're all excited too. So oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. And so UK is great for investigating. You always get something in the UK. Every place I've been yeah. to, you get something. And then you ask. People it's in the UK amazing. and they all want to come here and they all say, "Oh my God, you guys have such phenomenal things here to you know investigate." So <laughs> it's all good no matter where you're at, right? So yeah, all right, yeah, well, very Katrina, I wish you well. Oh, and when is you got to tell everybody when is Paranormal Lockdown going to be hitting? Third season going to be hitting? I think I saw something, but tell us, tell us. Yeah, so I um I cannot make an official announcement. At this yeah, I know. Point. But what I can say is that um, everybody will see. I know there's been a lot of confusion about because the U.K. got it before the U.S., um, but the U.S. is getting Paranormal Lockdown Season 3. And as soon as we can announce that, we will absolutely let everybody know via um, our Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters. Um, okay. So I would say just keep up to date with us on those platforms. Um, Nick is, I think all of Nick's tags are at Nick Groff underscore and mine is just at Katrina Wiseman. Yeah. Um, so if you keep yeah. up with us there and you can also follow, um, you know, Discovery, um, which is our parent network. 
Um, we should yep. have announcements hopefully soon. So, um, but everybody will okay. be able to see them. Yep. Okay, great. Well, wonderful, and it's been awesome, such a, a, a wonderful time, and I'm so humbled and honored that you uh, were able to come and share a little bit with us today. So best of luck to you on more investigations and everything uh, coming your way. All right? So thank you very, very, okay. very much. Thank you so much, guys. It was a so pleasure. what a great show today. Okay. And from my daughter, Taylor, and myself, thank you for joining us here on Spiritually Paranormal. And until next time bear out you can follow Katrina Weidman over on Facebook under Katrina Weidman and you can also find her under Paranormal Lockdown on Facebook as well as Twitter now remember also she does have a website and that's www.katrinaweidman.com My name is Bear Medicine Walker, and I can be found at bearmedicinewalker.com. Thank you all for joining us today, and until next time, stay safe. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.